Hi, my name is Hartley Dagendorf, and you're listening to Wake Up With Wonder Podcast, where my daddy shares with you the gift of wonder. All right, thank you to my lovely daughter Hartley for that beautiful introduction. My name is Jason Godoy, and I am your host of the Wake Up With Wonder podcast. It is my mission with this podcast to awaken the childlike curiosity inside of all of us adults and to keep us wondering. When I say wondering, not wondering about the wonderful things in the world around us, but wondering about all of the magic and the amazing things inside of us. We all have greatness within us. It's just a matter of asking the right questions and unlocking that wonder inside of us that's going to allow us to evolve to the next greater version of ourselves. If you're a returning listener, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you. I value you. And I would love to connect with you. So feel free to reach out. If you're a new listener, you were definitely brought here for a purpose. And once again, feel free to reach out. I love connecting with my listeners, with the listeners. Before we get started, I'm going to ask you to go ahead and take a second to hit the follow button on Spotify or hit the subscribe button on iTunes so that you don't miss a single future episode because this is the most wondrous podcast on iTunes. Today's episode is going to be number 78 and it's titled... I wonder why I wasn't time blocking before. Now, this episode is going to be specifically for you if you're a person who juggles many different projects and responsibilities, if you're someone who spends too much time in reactive mode, meaning you're responding to emails, to messages, responding to social media notifications all throughout your day, if you're a person who find that their day gets chopped up by meetings, by phone calls, if you're someone who is battling constant interruptions throughout your day. And lastly, this episode today is for you if you struggle to find the time and struggle to create the mental space needed for reflection and for big picture thinking. Time blocking is a tool that helps us with all of those things. Now, time blocking is often referred to by a variety of terms. There's time blocking, time boxing, time batching, time sequencing. Um, Those are all various forms of the technique. So what we're going to talk about today is the principles behind time blocking. So essentially, if we take this concept that time is money, Let's translate it into our values equal our time. So what we want to do is we want to look at our values and we want to make sure the actions on our calendar actually reflect our values so that we're gaining traction throughout our day and we're not being distracted by things that don't align with our values. So apart from the principles, I to share with you um, the method I use, which is specifically utilizing the Google Calendars app. And I feel like it's a pretty universal method because a lot of people are familiar with the Google Calendars and everyone does have access to Google Calendars. 
And then within that method of time blocking, there are a few techniques. Uh, one technique that I use is the Pomodoro technique, and we'll be talking about that one as well. So the first thing that I do when scheduling time blocks on my Google Calendar is I take the first 30 minutes of the day. So if I wake up at 5, from 5 to 5.30, I kind of block that out as free creative time. And I allow myself a solid 30 minutes to ease into my day. Now, this doesn't mean to wake up and to go scrolling on social media. This more so 30 minutes is used to wake up and to perhaps make a post on social media, to perhaps make some coffee, to take a shower, to read a little bit, uh, to make my bed. Those first 30 minutes is where not only do you want to ease into your day slowly and naturally, but you want to be able to secure at least one small win under your belt within those first 30 minutes to kind of get the ball rolling and to create momentum or as I like to call it, traction in your days. If we wake up and we scroll on social media, that's the opposite of what we're going for. Those 30 minutes are going to actually be a distraction and distractions keep us from achieving what we want throughout the day because distractions stack on top of each other. One distraction leads to another, which leads to another. And next thing you know, we haven't made any traction, we haven't gained any ground, and we haven't achieved any of the stuff that we want to accomplish that day. The second way to schedule out time on the calendar is to allow space for uh, reflection and reacting to meetings, reacting to events. So anytime I know that I have a coaching call with a client or if I have just a phone call, maybe a Zoom meeting with friends, I always want to leave a 15 to 30 minute block after the call after the meeting, even if it's an in-person meeting, so that I have space to reflect on what I learned in the call in the meeting, what I gained from it, and to reflect on how I can add value to the other parties involved. So it's important to give yourself that 15, 30 minutes. Even worst case scenario, if the call goes over time, if it goes over the designated uh, block that you had, at least you have that 15, 30 minute buffer it's where you don't have to stress about it kind of interfering with your next activity. Next, probably the most productive and most efficient way to utilize time blocking is to schedule in blocks of deep focus work. So usually I find that in about a two-hour block, I can accomplish pretty much any task. A two-hour block is plenty of time for that deep focused work. However, I don't know about you guys, but my brain, it doesn't uh, focus, it doesn't kind of go into that flow state for a whole two-hour period. My brain functions in like 30-minute intervals, or sometimes if I'm feeling really focused and really well, then I can get an hour of deep focus time out of my brain. So this is where the Pomodoro technique comes into play. And the Pomodoro technique essentially was named after, I guess, the Pomodoro tomato. Um, because they had a tomato-shaped timer. But basically, you want to get some sort of a timer, whether it's a timer on your phone, whether it's one of those uh, tomato or apple timers that you twist and then it, it kind of ticks uh, down the time, or whether it's one of those sand timers where you can see the sand falling. You want to get 
some sort of timer and try to find one that is either in a 30 minute or a one hour uh, time measurement. And if you use a phone or something digital, then you could probably automatically adjust the time intervals yourself. But the idea of the Pomodoro technique is to work hard, to work fast, efficiently, diligently, and get into that deep flow focus state for 25, 30 minutes, an hour if you're able to, and then to set aside a time for a 10 to 15 minute break, and then to get right back into work. So if we set out a time block window of two hours for deep focus work, then we can utilize, let's say, 30 minutes of it or so to actually knock out the first chunk of the project, take a short break, reset the timer, knock out the second chunk of the project, take a short break, reset the timer, knock out the third part of the project, and then do that one last time to complete the two-hour window. That is the, the third step. Now, the fourth step in time blocking is to simply create like spontaneous time on your calendar. Um, some people call it on-call time, where they're on-call, ready to address whatever things pop up during the day. A lot of people will block out one hour of on-call time at some point in the day so that they have the spontaneous time to do whatever they want. However, myself personally, I like to separate that into 30-minute intervals. So I like to have kind of 30 minutes of on-calls or free spontaneous time in the morning before I go to work. And I like to block out 30 minutes of like free spontaneous time at the end of my day so that whatever I don't finish in the morning, whatever I don't achieve, uh, I can actually come back and accomplish it later. Or if I finish all of my, my free time, if I utilize it properly in the morning, then at night I will have another 30 minutes of free time where I can really just do whatever I want. I can learn whatever I want. And the fifth step for time blocking is to set aside like a 30 minute window for a reset period after you get off of work, after you finish your work day. So in between transitioning from work to home life to balance, I like to set aside a 20, 30 minute window to either decompress, to, to meditate, to kind of recenter my mind and just reset so that I can be fully present and fully focused when I get home to my family. Now, sometimes this 20, 30 minute window might just be me driving home from work and talking on the phone or listening to music and dancing in the car. Uh, other times it might actually be 10 to 20 minutes um, of sitting in the car, just alone, quiet time reflecting. But the important thing is that you find 20, 30 minutes at the end of your workday to reset before you transition into the next part of your day, the next area of your life. Now, the last step, and possibly the most important, is going to be the end-of-day reflections. Before I was time-blocked, I never, ever made time for reflecting. And if we're not reflecting, it's going to impede, it's going to slow down our growth process. So I like to schedule 15 to 30 minutes at the end of my day, just for end of the day reflections. I like to be able to look at my calendar, see if I accomplished the things that I said I was going to accomplish, and if not, kind of reflect and look at why I didn't accomplish them. See, kind of keep a running tally, whether it's on paper or in my mind, of all the distractions that I encountered that day, all the distractions that kept me 
from achieving the task that I wanted to achieve. And the goal here is to, to get clear on distractions so that we can eliminate distractions and that we can continue to create traction in our life, traction and progress towards our goals. And I'm not perfect, you're not perfect, none of us are perfect. So there, if we look at the end of the day reflection, there are going to be plenty of days, the majority of days, where we don't actually accomplish everything that we set out to accomplish on our calendar. And that's perfectly okay. Part of this time blocking uh, technique is to actually be able to sit with ourselves and show self-love, show compassion for not accomplishing all the tasks that we said we were going to accomplish. If something doesn't get done, it doesn't get uh, crossed off your calendar, it, all you have to do is accept it, be understanding of it, and move it to the next day and be sure that it gets accomplished tomorrow. And by end of the day reflecting, it's easier to see why we didn't get these tasks accomplished. Now back to the whole um, turning our values into time. So I'm going to share with you two reflection questions that we can utilize to kind of look over either your day or I like to do these at least once a week at the end of the week and look over at my week and reflect on if I did what I said I was going to do. So the first question is, when in my schedule did I do what I said I was going to do and when are some times that I got distracted? And just simply answering this question forces us to look back at the week. It forces us to be conscious and aware of our distractions, to look over any patterns that keep us from accomplishing the work we said we were going to do. Sometimes distractions come in the form of triggers, so this is going to allow us to be more conscious and more aware of our triggers as well. And the second question is, are there changes I can make to my calendar that will give me the time I need to actually better live out my values. So an example of this would be um, in the morning. If you value like self-love and self-care and you're not prioritizing, maybe you have that 30 minutes of time to ease into your day, but you're not blocking out an hour for yourself in the morning, an hour to uh, basically power hour. I call it sweat, reflect, and grow. So if you're not putting an hour into your day, literally 20 minutes of sweating, whatever kind of workout that is for your physical health, excuse me, 20 minutes into reflection, whether it's journaling, meditating, and then 20 minutes into self-growth, whatever that looks like for you, learning, reading, declaring what you learned, making a video about it, sharing with a friend, whatever growth looks like for you, but that power hour um, if, you're, if your values are self-love, self-care, compassion, appreciation, and you're not taking the time for yourself in the morning, then we can ask ourselves this question, are there changes I can make to my calendar that will give me the time I better need to live out my values? And then by reflecting on our week, we're able to make those changes as needed. So the goal in all of this is to just figure out like what parts of our schedule are working for us, what parts do not serve us, and to start seeing patterns so that we can refine our schedule and create a tighter schedule throughout the day, take back ownership, take back control of our time, and ultimately take back our power in terms of attention and focus. So I want to share with you guys, before 
I was utilizing these time blocking tools before I utilized the Pomodoro technique, I was kind of all over the place. I was using a bullet journal and in my bullet journal, I would have a to-do list. I would have a calendar. I would have a, a journal page. I would have all sorts of stuff to, in my bullet journal. But the problem was that I had so many different pages to look at between my calendar, my daily calendar, my weekly calendar, my monthly calendar, my to-do list, that a lot of times the monthly calendar would get overlooked. So I wasn't forward thinking. I wasn't planning. A lot of times, um, my daily calendar, it, it would go pretty well, but then at the end of the day, I wouldn't have zero time for reflection. And because I had zero time for reflection, I wasn't conscious, I wasn't aware of my distraction, and I would literally feel like rushed. I would feel stressed. I would feel kind of challenged in the sense that I didn't know why I couldn't be more productive with my time. Um, I kind of feel like my ADD that I struggle with at times was taking control over me and it prevented me from accomplishing half of the things on my to-do list. So, you know that feeling of having a to-do list, that overwhelming feeling of having a to-do list and then you might knock out one or two things on your to-do list, but next thing you know, there's two, three, four, sometimes five more things that get added to your to-do list. And this to-do list uh, begins to feel like a never-ending list of just tasks, monogamous tasks. And we don't want to feel overwhelmed. We don't want to feel uncertain. We want to feel confident. We want to feel accomplished. We literally want to feel like we're making traction every day of our lives. And that's what time blocking allows us to do. It allows us to like physically see on the calendar all the tasks that we're accomplishing uh, opposed to a to-do list where tasks are just building up, building up. No, like you're able to see what you're accomplishing and what you're not accomplishing. If I use a to-do list and I didn't knock out half of the things on my to-do list, there's no way for me to track what distractions, what habits prevented me, what triggers kept me from you, uh, knocking out these tasks on my to-do list. But when I use a calendar, I'm able to look back specifically at time zones and be like, oh shit, from two to three, I was supposed to be working on my project. But instead of working on my project from two to three, I just kind of got lost on the internet from two to three and just mindlessly browsed the web. And then I, I felt, um, I felt sad. I felt disempowered. I felt disconnected. I felt disengaged, but I'm able to be aware of that and conscious of that. Whereas if I had a to-do list, I have no way of real, of reflecting on what I was doing and how I was wasting that time. And, how I was being distracted during that time. Now, one big tip with time blocking, a mistake that I frequently made when I first started time blocking was I color-coded every single aspect of my day. I color-coded every single aspect of my life. And at one point I had like, like nine, 10, maybe even like 12 different colors on my Google Calendar. And then just looking at my calendar, looking at all the colors and all the different tasks that I had to do, would actually kind of be overwhelming and it would prevent me from wanting to to utilize this time blocking technique and to utilize the tools I just shared with you. So 
I found that in my experience, it's best to kind of keep the Google Calendar as simple as possible, meaning only use like three or four colors. So all the time with my family is color coded as one color, regardless of what family member it is. I just type their name in individually. All the time where I'm working with clients or my own personal coaches, it's all color coded as one color. Coaching is all blue. And then I just write down what client or what coach I'm working with during that time slot. All the time that I'm at work that I'm working, it's all color coded as one solid color. All the time that I'm working on my own business outside of work, podcasting, um, creating programs, all of that is color coded as one solid color. My morning power hour, my morning personal time, is all color coded as one solid color. I believe that's red. And then my those spontaneous 30 minute blocks throughout the day, like that me time or just that, that extra free time, is all color coded by one specific color. So you see, I only have like five different colors on my calendar. Keeps it very simple. It allows me to know, have a general idea of where I'm supposed to be directing my time and energy uh, where I'm supposed to be directing my energy during that specific time of the day. Another mistake that I frequently made when I first started time blocking was underestimating my time. A lot of times I would need, I don't know, one hour for a coaching call for a meeting, and I would block out one hour on the call, but then I w it would go over 15 minutes, it would go over 10 minutes. And that's why it's so important to schedule those buffer times, those times for reflection and communication after certain calls. Another way I would underestimate my time was when I was doing deep focus work. I thought that I could complete whatever work I needed in a one hour time block, but then I realized, you know, two hours is usually optimal for completing large batches of work. So definitely be conscious of how much time you're estimating. It's better to overestimate our time than it is to underestimate our time. If we continue to underestimate our time, we're going to continue to feel like we're being distracted. We're going to continue to be discouraged. And eventually, we're going to give up on time blocking altogether. But in reality, time blocking is helping us. It's allowing us to maximize our time. It's just a matter of allocating the correct amount of time to each task. So there you have it, guys. That's how I use time blocking. Um, I share with you how I felt about time blocking, how I felt before I started time blocking. So I definitely feel much more empowered now. I feel much more focused. I feel much more productive. I feel certain and I feel capable of accomplishing whatever task I put my mind to accomplishing. Best of all, I'm more conscious. I'm more aware of my triggers, of distractions in my life and of any bad habits that were actually robbing me of time and robbing me of focus. So my question to you guys is, how do you think you can utilize time blocking in your life? Um, I'll drop a link to the, an article that I found online that shows you how to utilize uh, Google calendars to time block. I'll drop a, a Wikipedia link to the Pomodoro technique in case you want to learn more about that. But yeah, how can you apply time blocking in your life? to eliminate distractions and to create more traction 
uh, towards your goals, to create more progress towards the things you want to accomplish on a daily basis. I challenge you to actually try this time blocking method and to see how much more productive you can be when you actually are fully conscious and fully aware of all the time in your day. We all have the same 24 hours in a day, but what matters is how we utilize those 24 hours and what we're doing in those 24 hours. So I would love to hear from you guys. I would love to hear your experience. Uh, if you try time blocking, if you have any questions on how to really refine and how to make time blocking work for you, feel free to reach out to me. I would love to support you in doing this. You can reach me on Facebook, on Instagram at Jason B, like boy, Jason B. Godoy. My email is jasonbgodoy at outlook.com. If you found value in today's episode, please share it with a friend uh, so that they can utilize these tools of time blocking and they can create more traction and more progress in their life. If you, in, if you found value in the show, continue leaving those reviews on Apple Podcasts. They truly help to spread the gift of wonder to those who need to hear it the most. And yeah, stop wasting time. Don't wait. When are you going to start time blocking your life and start maximizing every single minute of your day so you can be as productive as possible? That's it, guys. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate the support. I truly, truly hope that there was value to be found here. And don't forget, you guys are the wonder in the world. So go out and make some fucking wonderful shit happen and have a wonderful day.